This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. At Lexia, we know literacy changes lives. As the gateway to the future for every student, Literacy can boost their confidence and help them realize their full potential. Based on the science of reading, our literacy programs, along with all of those dedicated educators, can change the path of students' lives forever. We believe literacy can and should be for all. That's why at Lexia, we're all for literacy. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me are my co-hosts, Emilio Donello and Claire Parrish. In this episode, we're going to talk about the embarrassing, that's the only word I can use, 3 nil loss for Fulham against Leeds United. First half looked pretty even, even though Fulham were down a goal. Second half, forget about it. It was all about Leeds United. I will say, Emilio, I think a second half substitution, double substitution from Bielsa made a big difference for them. But beyond that, this was just a terrible match, terrible feeling coming out of this, a 3-0 loss. I'll go to you first for your opening thoughts. <laughs> well, you know, the best, obviously the best team won quite clearly. Um, yep. Other than a 30-minute spell in that first half where we had good possession, you know, we dominated the play, but we don't look dangerous. This is the problem. You know, all that passing, good, good possession. We came, the way we responded back after going a goal down, I thought was courageous. I thought we did well. But did we look like scoring? Other than that save that the keeper made from a cross shot from Mitrovic, header wide, knockout sort of, you know, trying to take long range shots from outside the area. Yep. We didn't look dangerous. How many saves did the keeper make that were 
top club where we had to sweat and earn his money for Man United during that spell where we dominated zero. So for me, we just don't look like scoring goals. And when you when Mitrovic is off colour, either overweight, whichever way you want to look at it, or bullied <laughs> and 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 basically leads giving United credit, they they gave him no, they bullied him throughout the game and gave him yep. no space. When Mitrovic is not in the game, where are the goals coming from? And that's the theme today. Bobby Reed is not a striker. You know, we can, you know, Cavalero on the bench, Knockhart, very average. Where are the goals coming from? We said it before the, the shot, before the game today. There's no depth in this squad. Where's your game changes on the bench? None. There's no game changes on that bench. So for me, whilst we were one nil down, we continue to play at that pace and that shape. We might have made something happen second half, but Bielsa made two two substitutions. He bought. He had the well, the audacity to take off his goal scorer. That's right. He put Hernandez on, who we dropped for the game, and game over. Basically, that, that those changes made a difference. Who could we take off the bench to change the game for Fulham? Nobody. Yeah. For me, Parker needed to be as courageous and say, you know what, take your captain off, who was completely anonymous the whole game. That's a ball. That's a ball. Excuse my French. That yep. uh, that top Scott Parker hasn't got. So for me, devastating three 0 defeat. Let's let's protect the playoffs now because we've okay. got teams knocking on the door for the top six. Absolutely, play like that every game. You won't make the playoffs. And sorry for Very good stuff there, there Mario. Uh, I, something. I don't disagree with anything that you said, and uh, I, I will also say this: that I thought Alioski for them made a difference when he oh, came absolutely. on at halftime. Just and, the pace. He looked faster, sharper, yep. on the break. They looked dangerous. They looked a bit like Brentford last week. When Brentford yes, had the ball attacking, very similar. Very Brentford similar. looked more likely than scoring. When Fulham had the ball, albeit with good possession, keeping possession well, we didn't threaten enough. We didn't look no, like scoring goals. We weren't same as fluid thing. as Leeds United, no. just like no. Brentford. No, same same themes. Yep. Okay. And, uh, you know, talk about being brave. Maybe Scott Parker should have went for it at halftime and made – substitutions then uh, and i'll yeah. just say that just like bielsa bielsa yeah. took an aggressive approach scott parker did not and <laughs> I, I again story of of the season yeah. over to you claire your opening thoughts how are you doing and welcome to cottage talk yeah thank you thank you for having me um well yeah i think Emilio's just pretty much summed up everything i'm on a, um, a group chat with the some of the people i sit around at um at football and uh, we were all pretty much just, you know, saying the same thing, really. Um, one of one of my pals, uh, Jacob, uh, on the group chat is very much Team Parker out. Uh, <laughs> which I have to say, I haven't been okay up until this afternoon. <laughs> um, I was just saying, I don't know if you heard me, Emilio, but mm. I am Miss Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Absolutely to the point of probably people think I'm certifiable. But actually, <laughs> after today, I'm just like, I feel so negative because it was it was so negative. You know, towards the end, what we were watching was so negative that there's mm. nothing positive to come out of that. No. And, you nothing. know, I'm not, I'm not going to repeat what you said, Emilio, because I <laughs> word um you know and i i couldn't have put it better myself and you you know at, at, during the game my dad was messaging me or and we were whatsapping each other in my group chat and we were all sort of picking on certain players throughout the game going he needs to go he needs to get off he's rubbish mm. but actually by the 90th minute we had literally said 
every player needs to <laughs> off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. You know, That's on paper, great team, yeah. on paper, individuals. Yep. As a team, there's something not there. There's something not working. It's it feels so disjointed. I, and just, I was just about to use that word, Claire. Yeah. That's the best word to describe mm-hmm. it. Disjointed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it just feels that, you know, I know we're going to talk about it later, but the Metro, uh, you know, uh-huh. why in the first minute are you doing that? What has <laughs> you up and frustrated you so much? What is in your head mentally that you felt the need to do that? So what's going on in the training ground? What's going on on stage that we're not seeing? Okay. It's, it's so negative. Depressing to watch. Yep. It really yep. was towards the end. Mm. Okay. That was the imitations at the end, wasn't it? At the yep. end, it's the triple substitution. It's just yep. don't lose uh, more heavily. Don't give the other players a chance to get 15 minutes under their belt because we've got seven games now to, to give ourselves a chance to stay in the playoffs. So for mm. me, you know, it's we, ha- we can't afford to play again week in, week out. Two games, no goals. That tells you a very worrying statistic. Absolutely. Okay. Claire, I have to share something with you. We've had a couple of comments. This is from Denise Estes Murray. Okay. Mm-hmm. Says love her. <laughs> Aw. Oh, Denise. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So I just I just thought I would share that. Okay. But <laughs> what's interesting, we're already talking about you already brought this up. So I thought we might as well go here. And uh, we have another comment and uh I'm going to share that with you guys right now. This is from David Dreamer. Will Mitro get a three-match ban after video review? This is something that we were going back and forth on our chats with Steve Lidier. He believes he could. Emilio, losing the match is bad. What happens if he gets a three-match ban? That could be devastating for Fulham. Your thoughts? Um, If you look, if it gets assessed after the game, you know, then yes, it's... It probably is likely he will get a three-match ban, but I actually think the game leads one. They won comfortably. I actually don't think he will get the ban, retrospective ban for that. To be honest, I just think the game things will move on. But we need okay. again. He didn't look fit. He didn't look right today. But I think you've got to give Leeds credit. They 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 defended well against him. They gave him no space. So mm-hmm. for me, is what are your other options when your prime goal scorer is not up? Is he? He was up for it. Hence the elbow up front. You know, he wanted to make sure the Leeds defender knew it was there. So it's just an earlier stupid, but it's a bit of bullying. Again, it's all about being bullying up for it. And I think he showed his strength, but ultimately sometimes his mental strength needs to be assessed, to be honest, because sometimes, you know, he could have let the team down if he got sent off. But I understood okay. why he wanted to show his presence there, but ultimately he was ineffective for the rest of the game. He did nothing. That's the only thing no, to note that he did. Just totally agree, man. Totally he agree. He did nothing. So for me, is where are the other outlets? Um, but if he, mm. gets, if he gets a three-match ban... You know, where are the goals going to come from? We I have Kamara no idea. And that's what concerns me. I have no idea. A few months ago, Kamara did yeah. well. He scored goals. But right. he's, is he injured? Was he one of the two players who got the coronavirus? We don't quite know yet, to be honest. Mm. He's not on, in, the, on the, in the squad at the moment. Mm. It's unlikely that he's going to play next week if Mitrovic gets a, a three-match ban. But I don't think it will go to that. I think we might get away with it this time. Okay. Claire, what are your thoughts about that? You know, Amelia brings up a good point. Does he get the three-match ban? And you've already talked about the uh, way that he handled himself at the beginning of, the, of this match. You know, I saw it. I mean, he should have gotten a red card there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, well, ultimately it was stupid. 
absolutely. If a, if, if a Leeds player had done that to one of our players, we'd all be saying pre-match ban. That's right. You know, red card. If it, the, to be, to be fair. Yeah. We would yeah. be saying, that's disgusting. He needs to go. Not defending it at all. But for me, the the worrying thing is, like I said, why is that his mentality at, what was it, 1 minute 56 or something? <laughs> That's right. Why in that minute are you so pent up with frustration that you decide to do that? Especially, you know, during a pandemic when you're supposedly supposed to be being a bit more mindful of your physicality, your, your actions, why are you doing that as well? But regardless of pandemic, it was foolish. It was very detrimental. He would have let everyone down. It's, it's flipping stupid. Yep. Yeah. stupid. Yep. And if he gets the three-match ban, then it's his own stupid fault. It really yep. is. I totally agree. I totally yeah. agree. And it could really affect Fulham. And like we mm. talked about, Cabano gets the second yellow, so he's at least gone for one match. So imagine what it's going to look like against QPR. So these yeah. are things we need to talk about, not just the loss of this match and how bad it was. It's the after effects of it. Could we be without Alexander Mitrovic for three matches? And of course, like I just mentioned, Cabano, we are lacking offensive quality right now, Emilio. Can you imagine not having those two players? But I want to go, I want to go further into the first half because I thought it was even, but I'm glad that you mentioned this for all of the opportunities Fulham were creating. They really didn't, bother the goalkeeper that much. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you, wait, wait in the first half, did Fulham deserve a penalty? Your thoughts on the Tyler Roberts situation in the box with, with the with handball? Hand yep. That would uh, – uh, you know me. I'm very unbiased, you know. you know That would have been very, very soft. I don't think it warranted a penalty. It, 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 okay. it hit his hand, but he wasn't actually looking where the ball was. He was actually his, – his head – was focusing where the ball was and, and he moved his arm towards the ball, then yes, I did. But he was looking in a different direction and then it hit his arm inadvertently. So, and the arm was quite down. It wasn't actually upright. So that's, that would have been extremely soft, to be honest. It's, you know, yes, it hit his arm, rule of the law. Yes, it hit his hand, but I don't think it warranted a penalty for me. I think okay. it really made a, I'm being neutral here. I'm not being sure. wise. You know, sure. I, 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 we would have got away with it and might, it might have changed the game in the second half. Who knows? But for me, we... That's not. We should be looking at those moments. We should be looking at the thirty minutes that we dominated. Where's our mm. creativity? I totally Where's our agree. Mm. Where's our offensive threat? How many saves of the goal? That's what we should be focusing on. Not yep. a loose moment here and there, or a fortunate mm. moment that we may have got a penalty, which would have mm. been extremely soft. Claire, this is in- interesting from Emilio because it's usually how I look at it. I don't like excuses. If mm. you're going to talk yeah. about that, yeah. they deserved a penalty. We're looking for an excuse for a terrible yeah. 3-0 loss. And I don't want yeah. to do that. I just wanted to mention that as a talking point. I agree mm-hmm. with Emilio. What are your thoughts on this? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. During um, that incident, I was actually on WhatsApp like this. So I <laughs> but I'd seen the stills on Twitter. Yep. And I think if you were there scrutinising it, you could, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But no one does that because it's a live game. I don't feel it could have been a penalty. I think it's one of those that some would have given it, some wouldn't. But ultimately, I don't feel cheated that we weren't given it because Mm -hmm. I feel more lucky that Mitro didn't get a red than the fact that we didn't get a pen. Um, 
like you said, the, the fact that we are discussing a 3-0 loss when we're supposedly fighting for the playoffs or, you know, top two, which is gone now, I think. Mm. You know, the, the fact that we're, we're debating this, to be honest, I think it's a bit of a non-debate. It's a non-debate okay. for me. Okay, excellent. Guys, we have another comment that I want to share because it goes with our conversation we were talking about earlier about substitutions. So I'm going to share this from Steve Reynolds, my friend in Spain. Parker never made a decent sub all season. Mitro was, is harassed too easily, and Kearney may as well stay at home. Fitness is lacking everywhere in the team apart from Reed. Claire, your thoughts on what Steve Reynolds shared here? I've been nodding along as you've been reading it. Again, I agree. I think Kearney's been so disappointing. Um, you know, we all know that he can shine, but he has been disappointed in the last couple of games. And we've been saying it intermittently all season. He has a great game and then four crap games. Um, Kenny's a disappointment sometimes. The, the, the subs, you know, we spoke about in general, disappointing. Scott, yep. substitutions at the best of times. I've lost count of the amount of times we've been sat in the Hammersmith and going, what? <laughs> 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 you know, they yep. are questionable, totally. Okay. Emilio, your thoughts? Um, well, the Kearney point I mentioned right at the beginning of the show, didn't I? I think yep. he should have come off at half-time. It was Harry Artram and Harrison Reed were pulling the strings in midfield, albeit Artem made the mistake for the first goal, led to the first goal. Them two dominated in that, you know, in that th- the last 30 minutes of that half. Kenny was anonymous throughout that game. That's why have the balls to Scott Parker, take him off and, and give us more strength and courage or take him off early second half where we were getting over overrun and overfought in midfield. That He didn't make those changes. He left that too late. Mitrovic, you know, he's going he's got, he's gonna to have off games. And I'm not going to reflect on two games where he's been ineffective. Yep. Without his goals, we wouldn't be top six. So mm-hmm. for me, it's easy to point a finger at, you know, you're probably the most prized possession. But... I'm going to give Leeds credit for defending well against him, giving yeah. him no space, yeah. bullying him, frustrating him. And, you know, that that's the reason why we didn't see Mitrovic, you know, in the game today. But for me, where was Bobby Reid? What, what was what was his what was his role today? Knockout, threat, you know, oh, you know, always underachieving. You know, does, mm. does a hard bit, his final ball, mm. always shot well off target. Mm. To be honest, Cavalera, I think, barely touched the ball when he came on. So, that's right. For me, look at those three, those three, you know, offensive players. What do they contribute to the game? So it's yep. easy to criticise Mitrovic, but look at the other three. What they've they've done pretty much zero I as well. Totally agree, Emilio. Let's move on. And what was the turning point of the match? And I think it actually was the second half substitutions yeah, from Bielsa no. because they were a different team from the get go in the second half. And like I said, that was proactive by Bielsa. And you just mentioned why didn't. Parker do something and have them. Why didn't he he make a dramatic change? Go for it. They're only down yeah. one nil, and yeah. Bielsa changed the match. That to me was the turning point. How about you? Yeah, I agree with you. So, you know that, that for me was the change. He had, as I said, the audacity to take off your goal scorer and also bring back on the player you dropped for this game. So for me, Bielsa's not afraid to make those decisions. He's, no. He feels he's bigger than the club. So to be honest, he feels it's his decisions that wins or lose game loses games and. All credit of him for making the right decisions. We just even when we went two 0 down, who do we bring on? Cabana, excuse me. You know that that's for me. Just t- tells the whole story, to be honest. So those those substitutions changed the game. 
we were not in the running whatsoever. And, but then we get overrun, overfought. They were attacking with pace. We know that they can do that. You know, our, our you know, was it Joe Bryan off game again defensively? Hector probably had his worst game in a Fulham shirt for me as well. Made too many mistakes and looked again, looked off colour. And there's a lot of wor worrying moments here in this game, especially in that second half, which concerns me going into the last seven games. You know, we reflected okay. on nine cup finals. We've lost two of them already without scoring a goal. So for me, love it or hate him, Scott Parker will be here for the next seven games, fans. And you will be seeing more Parker ball to, to keep possession. Oh, I think we will. Try to get points to oh, keep I in the top will. six. That's the objective now, unless we yep. can miraculously win seven games in a row. Okay, excellent. Claire, for you, what was the turning point in the match? I, I, I agree with everything you guys have said, but I would just add to me, uh, uh, for me, the, the turning point in the match is the way the players are psychologically. For me, they just don't look like their heads are truly in it. You know, um, week I thought um, I thought we looked out of sorts, and this week I I just thought the same. I just I feel like psychological. The turning point of the match for me is the their mentality yeah. as soon as they go out on that pitch. And for me, for the last two games, it doesn't look like we're. We've, we've got that fight in us. It doesn't look like that hunger. if mm. there's that belief, that yeah, fire belief. in our belly. I don't know what it is, but there's something not there psychologically. Yeah. So, before, yeah, you're completely right about the substitutions. Couldn't agree more. But I would say before that, it's up here. And I don't think there's something not connecting up here with our team. And okay. it's that. Okay, excellent. One other topic I want to get to real quickly, guys. I'm going to share it right now. Emilio is going to like this one because I, I know his thoughts on it. And I've heard from two co-hosts that have mentioned this. Brendan Cronin has mentioned this to me. And uh, uh, another co-host has mentioned this. Emilio, could our fullbacks be our real downfall? If you look at two seasons ago, Target, Taggart, I'm sorry, uh, yeah. and uh, and Ryan Frederick. Yeah, yeah. Now you have Joe Bryan and Dennis Adoy or – of Cyrus Christie. Could our problem, a real problem, be a fullbacks? It's a real weakness, I think. Yeah, and again, we've got, you know, look at those Target and Fredericks. They thrived in the team that Slaviso was playing, you know, all very attack-minded, you know, good passing, very quick. We've got similar type of quick plays offensively, but we're not, we haven't got the fullbacks, fullbacks pushing up. Give Joe Bryan some credit. In the first half, he was pushing up, up the pitch quite a bit. When we were dominating... At times, he was actually always in the Leeds half. Him and Arta, him, Arta and Reed were pushing up in that into that Leeds half time and time again. His final ball today wasn't as good, you know, distribution-wise. But you know my thoughts about Joe Bryan defensively. I've been saying it for two seasons now. <laughs> he's not a defender. You know what people keep, I keep getting abused for for criticizing him defensively. Tell me what 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 has he done well defensively? Going forward, he's a threat. Yeah. He, he, good good at set pieces, good delivery, but defensively he worries me. And Leeds. Yeah. Are, you know, exploited that left-hand side again. Dennis yep. Adore, to be honest, didn't do wasn't spectacular today, but didn't necessarily do much wrong, to be honest. But to your point, our, our fullbacks, you know, do, will not threaten you know opposing teams, and that's very clear. Okay, okay, and Claire, I'll get your thoughts. And I just want to just mention, I I did make a goal minutes. Matt Target, not Matt Taggart. That's great by me. <laughs> so I just thought I would clear that up. Uh, Claire, your thoughts about the fullbacks? Because when I watch this and I look at two seasons ago and see how Fulham played. 
And this is not Jokanovic-style football at all. But I also think part of it has to do with our fullbacks. I, I think that they're a major weakness. Your thoughts? No, I agree. I think um, we, time and time again, we're too open. We're too open. We let teams in far too easily. And, yeah, it's a massive issue. Um, and, again, it's one of those things, game in, game out, in the Hammersmith end. We're all muffled. <laughs> each other throughout the match every match even matches that we win and win comfortably there's still those moments of oh <laughs> bordering on cringe a lot of the time we are too open far too open and teams know that teams know that about us they know our weakness everyone knows our weakness and that is it yeah and absolutely. the key thing here is look at those two goals today you know again we we get punished when we make mistakes, you know. Yeah. You know, okay, Arta for the first goal, but again, Brian was pushing up the pitch far too much. Arta, you know, he was waiting for Arta to pass the ball to him. Arta lost possession. Joe Brian in no man's land. They attacked. Thank you very much. One nil. And a second goal. Well, you can't blame Scott Parker for that, in my opinion. Just just a catalogue of disasters there. But again, Leeds, the likes of Leeds don't make those mistakes. They don't yeah. get punished. That, that's the difference. You know, okay. as a unit, to your point, Claire, we just something's not quite right all season. We we don't mm. gel as a team, and we don't, mm. we still don't have an identity. And that's why I'm 39 games mm. in. There's no identity in this team. But but Scott Parker's going to be here for the next seven games, so we have to just hope and pray that we can pull turn this around and get keep get, getting a three or four victories to consolidate that top six place. Okay, excellent. And um, guys, I just want want to just mention both of you are getting some very interesting comments, positive comments in the comment section. We just don't have enough time to go through all that, but I want to thank everyone, Alf Russell, Heather Bloomfield, Lee, Steve Lidyer. We have so many people, Billy Cassidy, who are commenting. We're just running out of time. But, guys, I'm going to go to this as our final comment I'm going to share because it's going to go with should we be focusing on just making the playoffs like you said, Emilio. So I'm going to share this. This is from Billy Billy Cassidy. However, we have QPR and Birmingham next two games. On paper, these should be relatively straightforward six points. Any less, and the season is gone. Emilio, your thoughts? Um, Don't necessarily disagree. I think for me, four points minimum for those two games. Get a draw at QPR. I'm not sounding negative here. I'm thinking all I want to do now is... Top two is still achievable if Brentford suddenly go off the rails. And we've still got to go to West Brom. So if we can get some confidence back before that West Brom game, then who knows? So I'm trying to stay optimistic here. So it's not top two is not entirely over. We know Leeds are the best team and they, they proved that today. The West Brom are the hardest team to beat because they don't lose many games. So, but they don't win spectacularly either. So there's potentially, I thought the West Brom game is easier than the Leeds game. And But put that aside, if we get four points next two games, then the you know, top six is still achievable. You know what? If we don't get four points and the likes of Cardiff, who we're still going to play at home, Nottingham Forest away from home, those teams start to pick up points again to some sort of momentum. The key thing is momentum here. Right. At the end of the season, we've got to get into some sort of momentum. Stop the rot, go to QPR and hopefully not lose and hope in touch would we win the game. But four points is a minimum we need to, to answer that, the, his point. Okay. Claire, I'm going to give you the final word on this. And also... Should we just hope at this point that we can make the playoffs? Should that be more of the focus? Yeah, I, I think that's it. We, we, we need to remain positive at the end of the day, hope that we can make the playoffs. The sad thing is, at this point of the season, we shouldn't be looking around us 
hoping mm-hmm. someone yeah. else is losing and drawing, we should be in that position where we're full steam ahead and we're doing it off our own back, not because Leeds or, you know, whoever else has messed up. We shouldn't be looking behind us thinking, gosh, I hope so-and-so loses today. We should be believing in our team. And I don't think at this moment in time, any Fulham supporter is actually believing that we can do it. We're just hoping that other people mess up. <laughs> other teams mess up. Okay. I, I the worry is, and the, and the other thing as well is, you know, to, is it, again, it's, we all want to get promoted. We all want to play in the Premier League. Do we want to embarrass ourselves in the Premier League as well? Are we ready to go back? There's another debate there in its own right. Yeah. Look, yeah. do we want Scott Parker to, to lead this team in the Premier League if we get promoted? You know, where where is the quality going to come from? Sure. There needs to be significant investment in, mm-hmm. in this squad of players. We've got an ageing squad, which goes against the principles of these owners who want to get team play in average ages of mid-20s. Yep. We've got too many old players who've done well for the club. They need to move on. We need to rebuild somewhat. To some extent, and to okay. be honest, let's just let's steady the ship, get some victories under our belt, and then who mm-hmm. knows, we can remain positive for the rest of the season. But for me, you can't play, you can't dominate games for thirty minutes only week in week out. You've got to dominate games for okay. ninety minutes. And that's okay. Today, that's a, that was the issue for me. Okay, excellent. To end the show, we're just going to get our final thoughts. We had our opening thoughts, and now it's time for our final thoughts. Whether taking a road trip to the beach heading to the mountains, or driving to the city. Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Okay, Claire, I'm going to give you first shot at your final thoughts coming out of doing the show and then also the match itself. What are you thinking? Um, do you know what? It's like they say, talking is the best medicine. And having spoke to you guys, honestly, I was in such a bad mood when I came on. Here. I was like, we're rubbish. I hate to call it. It's awful. And now actually talking it through, I've, I'm feeling a bit more positive again. Um, I think we need the belief, but ultimately, players need the belief, and I don't think it's there. We need to get whatever it is that's going on. We need to get that they they need to get it in their heads that they can win games. We have the capability. We just need to get out there, have fire in the bellies, and win games. We are able to do that. Yes, I think we can make the playoffs. Thank you, guys. This has been like a counselling session for me because I feel a bit happier now. <laughs> but, yeah, I think okay. we can do it. I don't think we should be as despondent as perhaps we were half an hour ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Emilio, your final thoughts before we wrap this up. Let's just quickly forget about this game. Let's move on to QPR. You know, we've t- touched with them, touching with here that we tend to have a good record against them. So let's go and turn them over next week. But for me... Go and play at QPR from the off, like we that 30-minute session that we dominated against Leeds. Start from the first minute mm. like that. We should have yeah. played against Brentford last Saturday like that yeah. at home, and we didn't. Play like that for third, throughout the game against QPR, and we'll win on Tuesday night. But that's for me, actually a very good point. That's the thing. It's for me, just go stamp your authority. That's the problem. Yeah. We don't stamp our authority on games. Only in spells. That's right. what you do. Only in spells. And 
when we get called out in those spells where we're not dominating, we make mistakes and we get punished like we did today. So let's move on. Let's forget about Leeds. Wish them luck in the Premier League. That's where they're going to be. Well, let's focus on our job, which is to get as many points on the board. And like your point, Claire, let's not worry about who's around us. Let's just turn up on for 19 that's minutes right. and win that game. That's all we can do. That's right. And that's all we can do. And I'm glad that you guys are talking about because my final thoughts are we can only control our own destiny, guys. Yeah. And we can't worry about the teams around us. I keep hearing about this. So the teams in front of us, the teams behind us. Fulham now have dropped two matches. It's in their hands to get in the playoffs, to stay there, to be there in the end. And if they don't, it's going to be on them. It's not going to be on these other teams. It's going to be on them. So they have an opportunity. And, and Milio, I'm glad that you brought this up. This was – a horrible match, but we have to mention those 30 minutes. If you can do that for 90 minutes, then you're on to something. But you can't do it for just a spell. You have yeah. to be consistent throughout the match, or you're going to get hit hard, and that's yeah. what happened again today. It's funny because the announcer said that most people are going to see this and think that it was a 3-0, as you would say, thrashing. But if you watch the entire match, you'll yeah. know that Fulham had their spell and yeah. that – it, it's not. It is a little bit flattering because Fulham did have their opportunities. Yeah. Anyways, I just want to mention, guys, before we go, that we will have a post-match show. This will also be a podcast. I want to thank Claire and Emilio for doing this with me, but we do have to wrap this up. For Claire and Emilio, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you, as always, for watching and also listening to Cottage Talk. For Fulham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free COY Whites app now from the App Store and Google Play. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains or driving to the city, summer adventures are non-stop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers it makes you look really smart even if you're not feet deserve a go-to like that like hey do choose light comfy good to go to the talk sport fan network is proudly teaming up with free for mental health awareness week this year as football fans we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds however when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. And all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points. Perfect. 
Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.